I am just really, 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 really drunk too. Someone gave me way too much RAM. Pick up. Welcome to Entertainment Landfill News. I'm your host, the J-Shroom. Welcome. It's so fun to be here where we talk about news and stuff. I don't do this show alone. I also do it with Steven, the pop culture zealot. Woohoo! Do I sound like I'm reading off a cue card, Steven? Yes. Yes. Hello, everyone. This is our podcast. <laughs> Please subscribe on iTunes. And the Podbean. And Podbean. And all those... Fun podcatchers. Hello, everyone. Steven, we've now been doing this show since 2005. Uh, I believe this is the anniversary of the show, in a way. Uh, I think we recorded the first ever episode of Nowhere and Mulberry, which the show used to be called, in August of 2005. And I didn't. I've I've talked about this before, but I didn't know like okay we recorded we got the first episode how do I what do I do put it? it on the internet how do I make it go on the internet I guess I should find out because I don't know how you know and you read somewhere you need to host it you need to find somebody to host your podcast well I'm the host what do you mean no 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 you need somewhere to upload your podcast and then you have a podcast feed. That then people can subscribe to and then get it on their iPods. Oh, great. How do I do that? Oh, I don't know. I just know you have to do that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let me find out. And, you know, back then, you know, when podcasting was first starting, they had like podcast411.com, like all these podcast alley, podcast pickle, and forums where people would talk about their podcasts and stuff. And, uh, you would read, you know, people's advice, their rules for podcasting. Don't go over thirty minutes. Uh, have something Rule to talk about. One, bro. <laughs> Most of all, be interesting. Be interesting for the listener. I am trying to channel uh, Steve Martin there. <laughs> um, but it, you know, I would say we kind of winged it for a while. What a great story. We didn't quite pod fade. We, that's, a, here's the one thing that's crazy. Like, we were consistent. I, uh, back then, you know, Emma was a baby. 
let's see. She was born in 2004. So 2005, she was, uh, you know, I was a stay at home dad who took care of a baby and Heather worked all day. So when she came home, uh, you know, I was like relieved in a way like, Oh, thank God. You know, I was kind of getting the hang of it. And then eventually on Fridays, uh, grandma would take Emma, baby Emma. And then I had Fridays free and I was like, I want to do something. I keep hearing about this podcast thing. I want to do this. I want to create and, you know, I want to get Vanessa on the show because back when we were kids, we used to have a cassette player and I hit record and we'd play radio station or whatever. So that was kind of the idea of Nora Mulberry where it was like fake radio. Uh, and I listened to a lot of radio. I listened to what's funny is I listened to a lot of sports radio, but it kind of rekindled my love of sound drops, uh, which is, you know, clips they play on shows much like uh, in the in the early days of Howard Stern, you know, or Fred even now Fred Norris plays sound clips. And I always loved the sound clips and like, I love that. I want to compile and come up with my own sound clips. And boy, did I, but, uh, back then I wasn't sure quite how to do it, but eventually figured out a system. It wasn't until later on that it came up with a revelation. Like instead of having a bunch of, uh, pre-made sound clips, which I tried to at first of like favorite movies and stuff, what if I create sound drops from the sound clips I use every week on the show, like from Hell's Kitchen or Lost or uh, Battlestar Galactica? That's when, like, kind of like, well, I should have been doing this shit from the beginning, you know? That's when I really kind of, uh, if you listen to the early days of the podcast, you, you know, we have a lot of drops of things like from Mall Rats or Army of Darkness or whatever. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, well, before Hell's Kitchen. Oh, before. But, and it wasn't until later I was like, oh my God, I should have been doing this the whole time. And then eventually in the 60s somewhere, I was like, I want to start making, you know how at the beginning of Howard Stern, I hate it now though. I can't listen to it. Whenever it's the intro of Howard's show, when they play funny clips or whatever, or stuff from the past, or a musical guest, they'll play like... Here's somebody from a past show, and I'm just like, oh god, I just changed the station. I want to just get to where he's talking. I haven't listened to Howard Stern in years, but that that was kind of my inspiration back then. But I like the idea of you're gearing up for the show to start, so I would have some funny clip from a, t- a TV show or from a movie, just some favorite moment from a movie I remember, you know, Super Troopers or something, and then like a theme song to Airwolf, just different stuff. And it would gear you up and get kind of in the frame, the mindset of what the show was, which was uh, us geeking out of her film and TV and stuff. So, uh, naturally, the show has changed quite a bit since 2005. (laughs) Uh, For instance, uh, Vanessa is no longer on the show and Bill is no longer on the show. I would like to have Bill back from time to time when he can, but he's... You know, he's very busy uh, in New York with his life and, you know, he's working full time and also he's a student. So he's just busy as hell. And uh, we're still talking about uh, movies and TV shows, kind of, and uh, video games. But it's kind of like I'm glad we're still doing the show. There's many times there's many shows from back then, 2005, 2006 that I would kind of 
think of as rival shows. They didn't even know who we were, but I was like, our show's better than that show. Those shows have long pod faded or just mm. disappeared or whatever. Some people went on to other things uh, where they created a YouTube channel and they started doing something else. But most most of the shows I know from back then are just gone. You right. Know? Um, I, I'm kind of proud of the fact that we're still going. I kind of miss the old way I used to do the show, but we had to move on. We had to change and stuff like that. Uh, but I wanted to say this, Stephen, thank you so much for doing the show with me for all these years. I mean, that's a long time we've been doing the show. And, and you know another coincidence that's happening right now? We started what? in a hurricane to this anniversary. There's another <laughs> hurricane going on. Hurricane Katrina, yeah. And now we got Hurricane Florence happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, There's got to be a rescue helicopter that went down somewhere. <laughs> that, would, that would, I hope that doesn't happen. A, hel- a rescue helicopter has crashed. Oh, oh my God. I hope a helicopter doesn't crash. <laughs> so, Stephen, I want to know this. Are you good at math? I, I would think I am. All right. Bit. How long have we been doing the show? A so long time. So, 2018, right? In 2005. We started in uh, August of 2005, so should I start, like, subtract with 2006, or... Because that is 12 years. So we've been doing the show for over 12 years, technically, right? That's a long time. And uh, for anybody who's been listening to us from the the beginning, thank you for listening to us. And if you're still listening, thank you. Uh, Because it's awesome. That uh, people are here, and especially uh, patrons who uh, have stuck around. Thank you guys so much for your support. And uh, like I said, I talked about uh, planning that's been going on. And one of those planning, you know, I was talking about the streaming studio and stuff like that. One thing that I'm very proud of, I talked about it was going to happen. It has happened where the Uh garage has been cleaned out. And uh, I never thought it would happen. My wife never thought it would happen. It was the impossible task. And it was funny. I was reading about the impossible task and how it ties a lot of into people who have depression or anxiety. It's because they have these tasks they can't get to or they can't finish. And I was like, holy shit, I know exactly what they're talking about here. But it felt so good to get this impossible task out of the way. The guys came, these two guys show up with this big-ass truck. I was like, holy shit, they, they could take more. Let's start taking shit out of our house and give to them or whatever. And he was telling me, like, uh, a full load of this, how much it'll cost. And uh, I didn't want to go over that, you know. I didn't want to pay more than, uh, I'm trying to remember how much it was now. I hate when I forget. It was $225, which isn't bad for cleaning out a garage, right? And uh, the guys did it really fast. You know, they're just like, anything else? And I was like, uh, how about, do you guys take that? And they're like, okay, anything else? And I was like, hmm, oh yeah, what is this, Heather? And it's like, it's some old soccer trophy from like, the guy who lived here before he found it in the attic. So yeah, yeah, we don't even know who this is for. And the guy was like, he just threw it in there and he goes like anything else. I was like, I think we're done. The garage is cleaned out. He's like, all right, we'll see you guys later. And, uh, I was just like, Heather, the garage is cleaned out. Oh my God. You know, back in the day, I remember her like 
she would say, when are we going to clean the garage out? Like in 2006. And I'd be like, get off my back, woman. I don't want to clean out the garage. It's never going to get cleaned out. Stop talking about it. But she was patient. So cut to 2018. <laughs> <laughs> the garage is cleaned out. Holy shit. That's a long time. <laughs> I've learned one thing uh, for being ma- uh, married to Heather for this long. 20 years, basically, I've been with Heather. Uh, just do things that make her happy. If it's going to make her happy, do it. Yeah. Like, if she wants to stick a political sign in the yard and you're like, no, because I just like to remain incognito. I don't like people to know what you're thinking. What, like that. What's on our mind or who yeah. we vote for or whatever. I don't want to know. I don't want people to know any of that. Like but, you have somebody coming through egg in your house because you're voting Democrat or Republican or whatever. Right. So I told Heather, I go, yeah, let's stick it out there if it makes you happy. And she's like, okay. And I was like, who gives a shit? If it makes her happy, let's just do it. So that's my new philosophy going forward, Stephen, for 2018. If it makes her happy, just do it. So anyway, uh, she wanted to make me happy after that. And the Spider-Man <laughs> came out on the PlayStation <laughs> 4. And I'd been talking. I showed you last week the Spider-Man, yes. or was it two weeks ago? The Spider-Man Edition PS4 Pro. Correct. It's red. It's got the white spider. And if you look down there, have you seen I, it? I looked down there. I <laughs> um, she said, why don't you go ahead and get it? And this was Thursday night, the night before the console was coming out. And I was like, really? She goes, just do it. Come on. You clean the garage out. Go ahead. <laughs> it's for you wanted to go in your new studio. And I was like. All right, okay, bestbuy.com. Sold out. Okay, shit. Okay, target.com. Sold out, none in stock. Okay, Walmart. Sold out, none in stock. Okay, it's not in stock anywhere. Oh, why didn't you pre order it earlier? I was like, seriously? <laughs> you're like, um, you're right, I should have pre ordered it, but I didn't think I was ever really going to get it. You know, you know how you put things off. Like I shouldn't get that. I I shouldn't spend that money. Yeah, I'm not that, gonna spend that. Yeah, you know, it's like I I don't deserve that. I'm very much like that. I don't like. I feel very buyer. I feel buyer's remorse and guilt or whatever it is. I feel it all. So uh, I was like, well, it's oh look, it looks like the uh, what's the that Best Buy? There's a Best Buy near your house, and uh-huh. it said that there was one on display and i go what does that mean does that mean it's available so i changed my primary best buy to that one and i tried to buy it and i couldn't it was like out of stock so heather was like oh i'm sorry well maybe check tomorrow maybe they'll have it in stock and i was like no they're not it's gone just forget it i'm just gonna buy the game i'll play it on my ps4 you know i have the ps4 i can just yeah, I'll just play the game. You know, I'm really excited about Spider-Man. Uh, the red logo. The red with the white logo. But I don't need that, Steven. I just need the game. I just <laughs> want to play the game. It's okay. You know, I'm still happy. I can't wait to play that. Uh, I was telling Emma that, you know, Emma has loved Spider-Man since she was little. She watched the Sam Raimi Spider-Man when she was little, and she'd watch it over and over again. And uh, so she, I made sure that I ingrained Spider-Man into her... But when I was a little kid, I loved Spider-Man too. I I remember that in the hallway, I used to, uh, when I was little, I used to climb up the wall by 
sticking my, you know, I would stretch my body across the hallway uh-huh. and climb up slowly, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I pretend like I was Spider-Man. And then as you're t- towards the ceiling, you're like, I'm going to fall or whatever. And I, I've talked about this before on the show that I tried to do a Spider-Man cartoon. I was like, I want to project Spider-Man drawings onto the wall. Here, I'll use this candle. And so my mom walks in my room and I've got a candle and I'm holding pieces of paper in front of the candle, trying to project, like not knowing anything about how projection works, by the <laughs> way. She thinks I'm trying to set the house apart. I was like, no, I'm trying to project Spider-Man on the wall. She was like, you need a flashlight or something. She's like, never play with candles again or matches. And she gave me a flashlight. And I was like, this shit still doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to make like a Spider-Man appear on the wall. But, you know, years later, they come up with stuff where you can do that. But um, so anyway, I've always loved Spider-Man. Okay. So I decide the next morning that... I didn't pre-buy the game. I was like, I'm just going to go to Best Buy and buy the game at 10 a.m. I'll look around. Heather, you know, Heather said, hey, maybe they'll have it in stock. I was like, bullshit, they're not. So I drop him off at 7 a.m. and I come home. Best Buy doesn't open until 10. But I was like, I'll go ahead and look on BestBuy.com, see if it's available. And it says it is. It says it's in stock. And I tried to buy it. And the purchase goes through. I even get the confirmation email right near my house. I was like, how can this be? The place, last night it was closed, and it's still closed. It doesn't open until 10 a.m. How does this happen? What I think happened is people reserve the consoles, right? Mm -hmm. And I assume, don't you, I assume you have to pay to reserve it. But maybe not. Maybe they hold it. You got to put a certain down, like. Maybe some people I think are the like game, the game was like ten bucks or so, five or ten bucks. You have to put down and ahead of time. So right. Do you think I'm like thinking the, some people didn't pick up their consoles at midnight the night before and they go back on sale in the morning or something? Right. Like, uh, oh, hey man, I, I can't get this right now. I don't know what I was thinking or something like that. You know what might happen? Like, I'm gonna pres- reserve this in case I can get it, but if I can't, okay. So there were there was a stack of them there at the store. I could see it behind the, the counter where you go to buy pre-bought stuff. And, um, I, I was like excited. And what's so funny is, uh, so it was around seven fifteen or something. So I knew I had it. I got the confirmation email. So at 10 AM I can go up there and pick it up. And so Heather eventually got up and I made her coffee and toast and stuff. And, Around 10, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to head up to Best Buy and uh, just go buy the big game. At least I get to play the game. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I wish you could have gotten that console. Because it's a thing of beauty, I think. I never thought I would want this bright red console. It's so, like, when you look at all the components are black under the TV, but there's this bright red. And I'm used to seeing the regular PS4 there, but when I look at it now, it looks like, oh, my God, it's overheating. It's, like, piping red hot. It's about to explode. So um, molten steel under there. <laughs> yeah, it's like... So I tell Heather, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to just go get the game. I'm going to... She's like, oh, well, maybe they'll have it stock. And I was like, yeah, not likely, but it's okay. So I left. 
even though I knew the whole time I already bought it. <laughs> so I went up there and uh, they had it already. It's so simple. Here's your printout. Just walk out with it. And I was like carrying it. I was like, holy shit, I have this. And I even did that. I said it in the passenger seat and I took a picture of it. <laughs> and I sent it to Emma at school because she said, dad, are you going to get the PS4? And I go, it's not in stock. She's like, oh, that sucks. And I go, maybe it'll be back order. I'll get in like a week from now or maybe two weeks or something. Oh, whatever. So uh, right around when she's at lunch, I guess they can get all their phones again. And she was like, oh, my God, you got it. <laughs> she knew what that meant because the PS4, the old one's going in her room. <laughs> so she knew by the end of the day. There would be a PS4 in her room. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when I get home, I realize, holy shit, I have a bunch of like games on my ps4 and saves how do you do that because i don't want to just delete them you know i'm still i've still got god of war and uh far cry 5 and stuff that i never even finished so i went on youtube and it's like here's how you do it you stick in an ethernet cable you plug in both consoles you stick in the ethernet cable in both consoles uh, the new one the ps4 pro you have it hooked up to your tv and you go to this screen and you hit transfer and you ha they both have to be on your Wi-Fi. So I made sure to do that. And it says, we'll take 85 minutes to transfer everything. <laughs> so I was like, 85 minutes? Oh, my God. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go. I had to go to the store and stuff. So I'll, I'll be back later, Heather. And I, I, like, went to the store. And I was taking my time, like, doo -doo -doo, you know, walking around with the basket. Like, what else could I get? Oh, let's go down to the dairy section steven how about the chips let's get some chips sir <laughs> and then when i got home and it was like uh something like 35 minutes left i was like jesus god this is taking forever <laughs> so uh and uh okay i know i'll just uh um i'll go dust emma's entertainment uh center her tv stand in her room i called it entertainment center because, you know, the PS4 is going to go there. It's got to be clean. So I go in there and do that. And I come back in the 25 minutes left. Sheets, come on. I guess there's some laundry I need to do. I'll start some laundry. So anyway, eventually it's done. I can't believe it, Steven. It's reached zero. So what do I do? I unhook it. I start up the PS4. And it's remembered all my settings from the other things. So I don't really have to do anything. Uh and so it's good to go. Okay, let's stick in Spider-Man. Let's do this. Stick it in. Put in the game. It needs to download like, I don't know, what is it, like 45 gigabytes or something? It's going to take 35 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> Jesus. So I go hook up the PS4 in Emma's room. And I get it all going. Okay, we're good here. We're good here. So I come back in the living room. I'm 20 minutes left. And I'm just like, it's like the most excruciating 20 minutes ever. So I was like, I'm going to go get us lunch, Heather. I'll be back. I'm going to go to Whataburger. <laughs> and it's taking forever. And so when I get back, I see it. It's all ready to play. All right. I'm ready to play this. So I'm eating like as fast as possible. Like Homer Simpson, you know? I thought you were going to tell me all of a sudden you go to play and it's like, needs an update first. <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes. <laughs> that does happen pretty regularly on the PS4. When you go to play a game, there's some kind of update that happens. I remember Destiny had updates all the time. And I'd be like, damn it! I only have like this a lot of time to play. 
And basically, I've been playing Spider-Man about two hours a day. That's all I can get in from like uh, 11 a.m. to 1. And then I got to just hard out. I got to just stop. And um, I'm having a great time. But man, the storyline is trickling, you know. And there's collectibles you can get in the game, like backpacks. Old Spider-Man's old backpacks, he's stashed over the years and places oh hey i remember this and he'll find some kind of reference to some comic book character or something like that it's really cool and so i've been doing that a lot of times you know uh, and also there's places in the city uh points of interest and stuff like uh avengers tower and uh the wakanda consulate (laughs) and uh my favorite was Dr. Strange's uh, house, you know, where he lives mm-hmm. in New York. And he goes, that's a strange looking. Oh, wait, what does he say? He goes, interesting architecture. I have a feeling something really strange. Someone really strange lives there or something like that. It's just kind of like, ah, that's pretty funny. So I've been playing Spider-Man, Steven. I got the PS4 Pro, the Spider-Man version. It's really awesome. And I was really excited. And I just stared at it for a while. I felt like a little kid. So anyway, I started playing Spider-Man, and uh, I'd heard good things. I'd watched some reviews, non-spoiler reviews. I don't want to be spoiled by the storyline and stuff. And uh, the when you start playing, you know, there's a little intro in Peter's apartment where he's sleeping, and then you know he hears something on the radio, and he's got to get up and go. He's Spidey. And a song, and he jumps out the window, and the game literally is like, okay, you're in control. And you're like, holy shit, I'm swinging. And the swinging of the web feels so good <laughs> that I was like, I was like, I'm getting chills, Heather. I'm getting chills. And she's like working on the computer. She's like, okay, that's great. And I'm just like, she doesn't understand. This is amazing. I'm Spider-Man right now. And, you know, uh, you have to do the little tutorial to learn combat and stuff. And that took me a while to get used to, but now I've the combat in this game feels so good. The stuff you can do with your webs and you unlock gadgets, like little web bombs. You can stick a little web bomb to a wall with a little laser kind of thing. And if a guy walks through it, it'll suck him to the wall and stuff. And there's like web grenades you can throw it and it explodes and all the guys are like ah they're like covered in web. Uh, those are those are some of my favorites. There's all these crazy uh, gadgets. Not to mention all of Spidey's fighting moves. There are so many that I have to regularly go to the screen and you can look at all the moves you can do and I go oh okay that's how you do it. okay let me try that. So in the next fight I'll try and I go okay I think I'm getting this you know. Uh, but there's you know you unlock like a skill tree over time with different things. Like first you can web a guy, then you can web a guy and then yank the gun out of his hand. Then you can yank the gun out of his hand, spin it around and then throw it back at him and knock him down. Then you can not only, uh, you can web his whole body, swing him his whole body around, knocking other guys down and then throwing him at another person. So the tears keep going until you're just like, doing all this incredible stuff as you're fighting and you just feel like a badass, like sliding between guys underneath them coming up, throwing one guy at another guy. And you're just like, when you got a flow going, your spider spidey focus builds up and then you can hit like a combo button where these animated 
cool moves he does where he's like, you know, flipping guys over. And it's just like really awesome. And if you get your focus so high, you can do it multiple times. So you're doing all these cool animated fights. Kind of like on Mad Max when you build up. Yeah. He's kind of like the rage meter. The rage meter. And, uh, and you're like, ah, but here's the thing. Spider-Man is very vulnerable if you stop moving because guys have machine guns and stuff. I can, I died a lot. Like if I just stand still, okay, what do I need? And the guy's like, doo, 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 and they're like, Oh, and I'm like some pissant thug just killed Spider-Man. This isn't right. <sighs> so you do it again. And you're like, I'm not going to let anybody shoot me this time. Uh, so you, you know, have to keep playing and getting better. And, uh, the storyline so far is really amazing. The voice acting, just everything. It's just, I mean, as I'm playing, I'm just like, this is like everything I've ever wanted in a Spider-Man game. There's been Spider-Man games in the past. I was remembering the Sega CD one. They've all been okay. There was one that I played at the, at the, mu- the, the video game museum that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the PS2 one. Yeah. Yeah, there, that one was good. Was that the one that Bruce Campbell narrated? I remember there was one he did like the the uh, intro where he'd show you how to do the moves and stuff, and it was it was pretty entertaining that Bruce Campbell. I don't remember. Um, it was so loud, and they probably couldn't hear the voice. If, oh unless, yeah, unless they didn't have audio hooked up to it or something. So there have been some decent Spider-Man games, but this is like the game. This is like they did they did they put some work. They into did it. it right, especially the swinging around the city. Like uh, my favorite thing is to get as low as possible before you web again and then come back up and then you can like do flips and stuff. And, uh, you can do like kind of short webs to like, you can see a, like a rooftop and go zip and zip right to that spot. Or you can do these long swings and stuff, but you can build up momentum and get faster and higher and stuff like that. And it's so much fun. The game has, uh, you know how eventually when you've opened up so much map, you can do quick travel. Like, oh, I can just instantly appear there and I don't have to go there. I haven't done that at all because it's just fun to just go there. Like, I'm Spider-Man. I can get there in seconds. Why am I going to fast travel? You know, yeah. I can just swing over there. Because really, you could get all around New York just by swinging. You're Spider-Man. He doesn't ride, drive in cars or take subways. And that's a funny thing because there's a cutscene if you take fast travel where he's sitting on a subway and there's like this guy passed out on his shoulder and he's like looking on his phone. And I was like, I don't need to do that. I'm Spider-Man. I'm just going to travel. You know, it's almost like you start to role play. You know, when I played Mad Max, it's like, I'm Max, you know, I got to, I'm going to drive everywhere. I'm not going to fast travel. What the hell is that? Uh, some games you want to fast travel because you just don't have the time, but, uh, Spider-Man, he swings. So I'm going to do that. And, uh, there's been some pretty funny side missions and stuff. You know, I've caught pigeons where you have to have chase pigeons. <laughs> and there's these interesting side missions where you do science sounds, experiments. Sounds kind of like, uh, um, uh, the, what's the one where you're the pirate guy. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, where you got to mm-hmm. catch the musical notes. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, collectibles like collect- Assassin's Creed. Yeah. There's uh, police towers. You have to go up and it unlocks the map and things in the area. So it's just like that. You know, a lot of things that you've seen in other games, but it's done in a way where it's the thing that makes the game. It's just the execution of everything. 
the moves, the graphics, of course, the music. Oh my God, the Spider-Man music is just awesome. Whenever you jump and start swinging, the the Spider-Man theme swells again as you're doing it. It's pretty cool. And then it uh, there's a cast of characters like MJ, uh, Mary Jane, and then this cop character that's your friend. And, uh, you know, Aunt May is fantastic in the game. It's funny. Emma was watching the part with Aunt May and she was like, I love Aunt May. She makes me want to cry. She's so awesome. I was like, I know Aunt May works for this homeless shelter and all these people depend on her and she helps them get jobs and stuff. She's a saint, this lady, you know, and it's just amazing. You go around walking, you know, when you get control of the the homeless shelter and you're walking around, people are like, you're Aunt May. She's something else. She helped me get a job interview. And they're like, hey, that's great or whatever. And uh, it's just the way they, all the characters feel like people, which is amazing. My favorite thing is that J. Jonah Jameson does a podcast where he rants about Spider-Man's menace. <laughs> And it'll just come on every once in a while. And I'll usually stop playing and just have Spider-Man sitting there so I can listen to it. And it's usually really funny. But uh, I'm very happy with the game. It's the kind of game... I don't know if you do this. When you play a game and you're really into the storyline and stuff, I don't want... I want to get through the game and get through the storyline, but also I want to stretch it out at the same time. I would love to play the game for 12 hours straight, but I can't. But it's kind of nice that... You know, I see people already uh, on Facebook. They're like, oh, man, Spider-Man was great. Just finished it today. It's like, it came out Friday. Oh, my God. You know, like, I don't have time to do that. I have to, It takes me a while, you know. But it's like with the Mad Max when I got it. I still haven't finished it. I'm right at the last mission. It's so funny because I wanted so badly to talk to you about the end of that game. Uh, because I want you to see what happens at the end and okay. uh, talk to you about it uh, because some, you know, effed up shit happens and I just, uh, I can't talk to you about it. It's been years, Steven. I know. <laughs> I haven't gotten back to it. Um, I'm, you know, I, I, whenever you log into Spider-Man, whenever you start it, it tells you how much percentage of the game and I'm at like 52%. So I've got a ways to go, uh, but oh, but still, well, theoretically, in another week, you could finish it. Yeah, I can definitely finish the storyline. And I try to do, you know, some people save collectibles when the story's over. Some people rush through story and do the rest of the game. Not me. I almost like to, uh, like, Horizon Zero Dawn or even God of War. I like to be overpowered as I go into the final stages of the game. And it might be less fun because I'm... Uh, maxed out. Yeah, maxed out and kicking... Like in uh, Mad Max, I maxed out everything. Like oh, yeah. all of the the uh, tiers, all the skill set was all filled up yeah, before I did the final story. Mine's line. completely filled, and I still haven't yeah. beat that last uh, <laughs> fucking dude. <laughs> yeah, that um, that can be hard. Some of that stuff, but so far um, I've only encountered. You know, well, you encounter a villain in the very beginning of the game, but then there's another uh, villain, and then there's the beginnings of another villain, but I haven't had all of the other villains show up yet, which I can't wait to see. And I know it's building to intros with other... I just have a feeling they're setting up a franchise here, and actually it was like the fastest selling PS4 game ever. I don't know if you saw that, but there's going to be a Spider-Man 2 game, which I think is 
awesome, and it makes me excited. It'll probably be on the PS5. Do you think they'll have a Spider-Man version of that, Steven? (laughs) (laughs) The Spider-Man PS5. And I'm like, Heather! No, I can't do that. It's got to be a while, Steven. (laughs) But uh, it's fun. Now, Steven, uh, we have a voicemail. What do you say we get to this voicemail right now? listen to it. This is from Adam Sexted. Let's see what he has to say to us. Hello, Entertainment Landfill crew. This is Adam Sexton sending you a voicemail. Very overdue, but you guys have been trying to put out content whenever you can. And uh, I figured I should have some time. Uh, I should have put some time in to uh, send you some thoughts uh, before you record tonight, which I'm very happy to know that you are. I'm sorry. Once again, I'm working uh, uh, during the live show, so I can't join in with Jessica and hold the chat uh, room down, but uh, I'm sure you guys will survive without me. Um, I loved the previous episode, and Jason, I hope that your plans for a podcast studio uh, comes through. I would love to uh, watch you and uh, Steven play fighting games or any kind of game. It's just that my work schedule will probably uh, interfere with that if it happens on a week uh, weeknight. So, um, but uh, we'll burn that bridge when we get there. Uh, <laughs> love to talk about all the movies y'all have seen and are waiting to see. Uh, you talked about Mission Impossible Fallout. I've seen three times so far. Nice. Uh, I love it. And uh, was really curious. You talked about the jack ryan uh series on amazon prime now i watched the first episode with my mother during uh labor day uh, weekend and i've benched it kind of i don't know i've been like delaying watching the rest of it because of distractions or what or what have you so i'm curious to see if you have uh, continued watching it and what are your thoughts so far see uh highlights for me uh Two weeks ago, I got to see 2001 A Space Odyssey in IMAX at the IMAX Theater here in Fayetteville. And uh, I guess it's having a little short theatrical distribution before the 4K Blu-ray drops. And it's one of the best times I've had in the theater. Wasn't a whole lot of people in the theater, but everyone was quiet. No one was acting up during the whole thing. It's like it's almost like I was there by myself, which would have been just as enjoyable. And it's the first time I went to a movie old enough to have an overture and an intermission, and so that was kind of weird. But I stayed throughout the whole thing, uh, past the point where the credits say the end, and I basically listened to the whole blue danube uh waltz which uh which is what the movie finishes out on and that in a black screen and basically left the theater when the you know this motion picture has been rated g or whatever but uh it was absolutely worth it and uh i don't have a 4k blu-ray to uh watch the new transfer but i'm sure it'll be great i still have my blu-ray it works just as fine uh, anything recently? I uh, recently rewatched uh, Crazy Rich Asians at the theater again, and uh, rom coms are not something I watch usually, but this is a very well done uh, romantic comedy, and uh, I love the whole cast. It really makes me want to go visit Singapore 
and really makes me want Chinese food in a bad way. So um, I highly recommend that. I do not recommend Mile 22. That's a piece of shit. It's the worst <laughs> movie I've seen this year. And I have not seen Happy Time Murders or whatever the hell that Muppet movie was called. It's They're probably on par as far as their uh, nastiness, but... Never watch Mile 22. You will have your hearts broken. Uh, I know that the Predator movie is coming out this weekend, and the reviews haven't been mixed. And I've read some positive, uh, some negative, and some mixed, but I still uh, so let I still me have faith house. that it will be a, a fun you know, two hours. It's probably never going to trump the original which is oh, a perfect movie that. as far as I'm concerned. But uh, all I want is just a couple of fun hours. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. And as far as anything else, I can't think of can't think of it. Oh, uh, Jurassic Park is turning 25 this year, the first Jurassic Park film. And it is playing uh, in, you know, I guess, a limited screen, limited uh, theatrical uh distribution it's playing up here at the malco theater with a fan film uh version of uh jurassic park it's playing after the movie so i'll probably uh go attend that i recently had a birthday i turned 38 no big deal but i appreciate the birthday Happy wishes birthday, that Adam. you and jason uh you and steven uh sent me and uh, I really do appreciate all the, you know, the love and support from uh, my friends. And uh, so with that out of the way, uh, I probably rambled on for long enough. But guys, I'm so happy that you're continuing to make a podcast. I'm trying to put the finishing touches on my new episode of the Past and the Pending uh, podcast, which is focused mostly on 2001 A Space Odyssey, which I have a long viewer history with. But uh, other than that, uh, good luck with the show tonight, guys. I'm sure you'll knock it out of the park, and I look forward to downloading it and listening it while I play Diablo 3 or something. But uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much, uh, and uh, have a good time. Please uh, take care of your families. we got crappy weather all around, and I hope that everyone listening to this uh, takes care and seeks shelter if necessary. Anyway... Uh, guys, I will check you later. Bye. Thank you, Adam. Uh, you know, it's funny when Adam told me he was going to see, or I think he'd already seen, he goes, said, I saw 2001 in the theater and I said, oh, cool. Hey, what does the ending mean? And he, he wrote, uh, I can't tell if you're being serious or not. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of laughed because, you know. Well, last weekend I went and saw... Christopher Robin. <gasps> Christopher Robin, oh bother. How was it? <laughs> I loved it. But really? Yeah. It looked like a sweet movie. It is. It was very sweet. Aww. And was Piglet adorable? Piglet and Eeyore. Aww. Heather really wanted to see that. We just never she got around go to it. Go see it. Aww. It's, it's very sweet. I want to see it. <laughs> oh, and uh, Adam, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Nothing like having your birthday sent to you by Whoopi. Am I right, Stephen? Love the Whoopi. Don't forget about Mr. Miyagi. Do you? Happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday, birthday Does Steven? No, he'll never catch up. <laughs> Same age as my sister. Now, uh, Adam, I binge watched the hell out of Jack Ryan. Heather and I watched all of it. We finished it uh, that Sunday. What was it? Two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Friday it came out. We finished it on Sunday. Uh, it's eight episodes. It's really good. Uh, good stuff. Good storyline, uh, pretty violent. You're not expecting it to be as violent as it is, but man, it's so good. Uh, John Krasinski's really good. Wendell Pierce is great in it. Great cast. The guy who plays the main terrorist, he's fantastic. He's not just a one-sided kind of character. They show his life, his past, and why he thinks the way he does and stuff. It's very interesting stuff. I liked it a lot. Uh, I recommend it. Highly recommend Jack Ryan. Keep watching it, Adam. You'll dig it. I'm actually excited about, uh, on Netflix, they have a new animated series called The Dragon Prince. It's by the people who did Avatar of the Last Airbender, which is one of Emma's favorite cartoons when she was younger. And uh, I want to check that out. I'd like to watch that with her. Have you seen the Matt Groening one on No, Netflix I haven't yet? yet. Disenchanted? Disenchanted. No, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. Have you watched any Not of it? Not yet. They say it's in the same universe as Futurama. <laughs> People are saying that, you know, it's like mm-hmm. they're tying it in that A different way. time? Yeah. But in the, the same universe? The same universe. That's cool. Very cool. And... Um, let's see the predator as for the predator that comes out, that came out today. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about rotten tomatoes in a second. Now here's an example of a movie that, you know, it's, uh, Shane black wrote and directed it. He co-wrote it with, uh, Decker, Fred Decker, the guy who did night of the creeps. They wrote, uh, the Monster Squad together. How could this go? Uh, anything about this movie be bad? Am I right? And then all of this stuff comes out about Shane Black hiring like a um, a child predator on his. I mean, of all things, the movie's called The Predator. <laughs> it just it looked bad, and it was like bad for the movie. But then you know, I see today the reviews for it. I I saw a couple of reviews of trusted reviewers and. You know, they say, yeah, it's funny. It's got some funny quips and stuff, but that's about it. It's not really a, um, it's not really a, uh, intense movie. It doesn't have like any moments where you're like, oh, you know, we're in peril kind of thing. It's just kind of goofy. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yikes. But I guess I'll check it out. But I was thinking about the original Predator. The original movie, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, John McTiernan, Predator, my favorite scene in the movie. I have a favorite shot in that movie, but my favorite scene, and it has to be, okay, remember that um, 
the one guy, I can't believe I'm blinking on his name, the wrestler, he has the minigun. Uh-huh. You know, he's like, uh, I don't have time to bleed. You Jesse know? Ventura. Yeah, Jesse Ventura has this uh, minigun. It's right after he gets killed. You know, spoiler alert. And Bill Duke is like, you know, he's like freaking out. And he sees the, he sees the visible figure's eyes light up. And he's like, I never knew what, I thought he's like, no, no. But he's saying sergeant or whatever, apparently. And he grabs a minigun. He's like, you remember that part? Yeah. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, holy shit. Okay. He starts shooting. And then everyone's like, oh, shooting grenades. You know, everybody's just mowing down the entire jungle and it's going on forever. And I was like, I wonder if that scene is on YouTube, just that scene. And of course it is predator (laughs) shooting jungle. Let's check it out. And that was the end of the scene. Uh, I just love YouTube for stuff like that. Like, I wonder if that's on YouTube. Of course it is. Somebody put that on YouTube. But my favorite, there's this tracking shot in the third act of The Predator. Remember, he's figured out that one of the most obvious quotations in cinema history, when Arnold gets mud all over him, and he's laying there, and The Predator comes, and he's skiing around, and obviously he doesn't see him because Arnold is covered in mud. And he walks away. We've all put it together in our heads. But Arnold Schwarzenegger goes, he didn't see me. He says it out loud. Like, oh, God. You know, like, (laughs) I just feel, hey, why don't you go ahead and say he didn't see me in case the audience doesn't understand why he didn't kill you just then. It's like, okay, you know, he didn't see me. Well, you just spoke out loud. Can the predator hear you? (laughs) You But there's the shot where... um, the reveal of the predator for the first time when he jumped, remember Arnold falls in the water and he's swimming out and the predator jumps in the water too. And he starts shorting out and he gets out of the water and there's this tracking shot that goes across as he's walking in the distance. And it's like the coolest shot ever. And uh, no, I didn't find that on YouTube, but I'll have to look for it. (laughs) But uh, that's my favorite shot in Predator. So 
I am interested in Predator. Here's the thing. It's a franchise that uh, I don't really care that much about. Predator 2 is silly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Danny Glover does his favorite, where I call it his uh, kind of um, talk acting. Bill and I talked about this on the Lethal Weapon show, where he just kind of walks and he kind of talks as he's doing stuff. Like, oh, you know, he talks out loud. You know, it's just like that's his improvisation, I guess. It's a goofy movie. It's not that great. It's overly violent, but you know, it's fun. It has the ultimate Easter egg at the end where you see the predator ship and you see the alien skull on the wall. Do you remember that? I remember like pausing it on the VHS. Oh Oh my God. Look right there. That's an alien skull. Did you guys see that? You know, I saw that in the theater, but now we can pause it and see it. Look, where are all these other, you know, there's I stuff like all that. my friends, I did see it. <laughs> yeah. See, I told you. You guys said I was lying. No, They're so. Like, no, we didn't say that. We just said we didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> we don't give a shit. So then Alien vs. Predator came out, saw in the theater, dumb movie, not great, uh, better than Requiem, which uh, the less said about that. Did you ever see that one? No. Uh, that was the sequel to Alien vs. Predator. Alien vs. Predator Requiem. And uh, so I've never really... There was Predators. Did you ever see that? Yeah, where they drop people off and on the alien planet. Uh, didn't really... I just didn't care enough to, to even see it. But I saw parts it of it cable, on so TV. Yeah, I saw, it, yeah. I saw part of it sort of on cable. I was just like, nah, whatever. I don't really care. Uh I just remember that they added the part in the trailer where all of the the laser sights go on Adrian Brody that's not in the movie. There's just the one laser sight. But in the trailer, they made it look like, oh, my God, there's like 30 Predators there. But yeah. No, it's bullshit. <laughs> they just added that. Or so well, when that, you, that might have been a cut scene, you know. It's like, yeah. I think we'll do it this way and we'll do it this way. And when they did the trailer, put the trailer together, they only had that scene. So I'm asking, I'm going to ask you this. Are you interested in seeing The Predator, Stephen? I'll go see it. Yeah. This is kind of a dumb movie. What do you say we get into Let's Read Rotten Tomatoes? I don't have a lot of news stories this week, but let's get into Let's Read Rotten Tomatoes and see what some, some of our distinguished critics thought of The Predator. Our fellow critics. Yes. Smell like stale tomato juice. <laughs> well, Stephen, the Predator came out today, and it's mm-hmm. currently thirty-four percent rotten, forty-nine fresh, ninety-five rotten. Mm-hmm. And it says this: critics' consensus: the Predator has violence and quips despair, but its chaotically hollow action adds up to another missed opportunity for a franchise increasingly defined by disappointment. Ooh. Audience score, 52% rotten. That's not good. You know, sometimes it's like, uh, you know, critics didn't like it, but look at those audiences. They loved they Transformers it. or something like that. But no, it's looking like audiences are pretty depressed too. 
From the outer reaches of space to the small town streets of suburbia, The Hunt comes home in Shane Black's explosive reinvention of the Predator series. Now the universe's most lethal hunters are stronger, smarter, and deadlier than before. Having genetically upgraded themselves with DNA from other species, when a young boy accidentally triggers their return to Earth, only a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers and a disgruntled science teacher can prevent the end of the human race. Wait. Why are they upgrading themselves to DNA? Uh, okay. Sounds great. Starring uh, Olivia Munn, Sterling K. Brown, Jacob Tremblay, Keegan-Michael Key, Boyd Holbrook, etc. Okay. The Brandon Katz of the New York Observer, Stephen says, The Predator is a thorough grab bag of averageness, made worse by its distinct lack of distinction. A one out of four. Definitely right. Matthew Rosa of Salon.com says, Amid this cavalcade of slightly above mediocre, there is the issue I mentioned earlier. The film's um, interesting ideas about autism. Full disclosure, I am autistic myself. I think we might have to read this whole one. 2.5 out of 4. I'll come back to that. Mark Kennedy of the Associated Press says, Scenes are poorly knitted together, especially toward the end. Time and tempo break down as if the film were snapping apart at the seams. One out of four. These are pretty bad reviews, Stephen. Adam Graham of Detroit News says, If anything, the release of The Predator is a great excuse to rewatch the original. C-. minus. Stephen, would you call a C- minus a fresh? Uh, not rotten. <clears throat> not rotten. No, I mean... Yeah. Not a tomato you'd want to take a bite out of, though. C minus. Stephen, this is a C minus tomato. Take a bite. Would you do it? Uh, depends on how hungry I am. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm pretty on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's average. average. Chris Kleinick of NPR <laughs> says, Far more damning than the Predator's shoddy appearance is the pervasive sense that its maker would rather be making something else. I've read that too. People are like, Shane Black just took this job. He didn't want to do this. And I'm just like, interesting. When I make a movie, I don't want people to come away thinking, he didn't really Dude, want to do a this. Movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a paycheck movie. That's like the worst thing you want somebody to say. Peter Howell of Toronto Star says, the movie pays big time homage to 1980s cinema, including an action score that sounds like something Spielberg would have thrown away. Two out of four. What? You mean it sounds like the Alan Silvestri score? Uh, Kurt Loder of Reason Online says, The machine gun muzzle flashes might have been imported from 1987, year zero in the Predator universe. Okay. Christian Toto of HollywoodToto.com. This brand refresh is woke and unwoke, deadly yet deeply unserious. You'll laugh and forget why before the end credits roll. 2.5 out of 4. Fresh. 2.5 out of 4. That's fresh. Mm-hmm. Do you a, agree with that assessment? That's that's like a C plus. Josh Terry <laughs> of the Desert Deseret News. From the opening moments of the film, The Predator maintains an engaging, swashbuckling sci-fi energy and strikes a strong balance of humor and action that evokes the best of its genre. Three out of four. Hey, he liked it. John Liu of The Straight Times, Singapore, says, Chaotic, loud, and filled with too many coincidences to count. The best thing that can be said about The Predator is that the dialogue is engaging and some gags are funny. (laughs) 2.5 out of 5. 
Which is average, which would be a C. (laughs) I dare say I loved it, mainly for its brisk pacing and a great sense of fun. Felix Vasquez Jr., cinema crazed. So what I'm seeing is, okay... It's going to be funny. There's going to be funny dialogue. So they got some good actors. I'm glad they Tomato revamped their system. <laughs> Key Michael Key. <laughs> He's going to be funny in it, Stephen. Right? Yes. But it's going to be forgettable as soon as we leave the theater. Do you remember that? Oh, I, I Who can't. Who was in it? The, I, I forgot the movie. The what, of... what did we see? Gary Wolcott of Tri-City Herald says, Set up as a new series. This is the usual Predators predictably pre-predated Predating, or whatever you call it, dull characters too, but the flick is fun and it's your thing. Predictably predating, 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 titting. I'll let you say that word. <laughs> David Sims of The Atlantic says The Predator is confused, sloppy mess of a film overstuffed with zingy one liners and lacking in coherence. Do not pass go. Do not collect $5 million. Okay, let's see. Um, Hope Madden, Columbus Underground. The action is fun and sometimes imaginative, but the rest of the film is largely lacking in imagination. Fresh. Oh. Sunny Bunch, Stephen, of Washington Free Beacon. The Predator doesn't quite work because it's never quite clear what it wants to be, and when it finally does snap into focus... It's about the wrong things. Two out of four. I don't know. It's a two out of four. That's rotten, Stephen. Average. (laughs) Jeffrey Lyles of the Lyles Movie Files. I haven't seen this guy in a long time, Stephen. You remember this guy? I do. It's both impressive and sad that the 1987 original is still the high water mark of the series. The latest installment won't challenge for the throne and isn't a contender. Three out of ten. That's definitely rotten. Let me ask you this. Why can't they get this franchise right? Same reason Rotten Tomatoes can't get their franchise right. Which is... (laughs) They don't put in the work? Right. Uh Uh-huh. Leonard Maltin. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see what he thinks of of this movie. Genre... His alley, though, right? (laughs) Genre fans may enjoy this as a weekend time filler or in the future on an airplane. I regret that I devoted nearly two hours to a promising picture that wound up being so mediocre. Aw, I'm sorry for that. What you see is what you get. Yeah, that's true. Couldn't you say that about any movie? Scott Nye of Battleship Pretension says, it feels like an entry designed to keep a franchise going by giving its fans the bare minimum until they can get to the next one. Mm. Really bummer. Now, Steven, you're going to go see a movie called White Boy Rick. Am I right? Yes. (laughs) Critics consensus. Solid work from the cast, particularly a scene-stealing Matthew McConaughey who hasn't delivered a performance this good since he played the man in black in the dark tower. I added that part. <laughs> it helps white boy Rick. Because the look you gave me was hilarious. <laughs> like, are you freaking serious? <laughs> no, I knew what you were doing. Helps white boy Rick make up for a number of missed opportunities in the script. 63% fresh, 49 fresh, 29 rotten. 
set in 1980s Detroit at the height of the crack epidemic and a war on drugs. This sounds like a delightful movie. White Boy Rick is based on the moving true story of a blue-collar follower and his teenage son, Rick, who became an undercover police informant and later a drug dealer before he was abandoned by his handlers and sentenced to life in prison. Wow, this sounds like a jolly good time at the movie, Stephen. <laughs> Let's see. Lindsay Barr of the Associated Press says McConaughey is so good and emotionally affecting as Richard Sr. in both vulnerable and tough moments that it might even catch you off guard. Wow. Three out of four. Brad Wheeler of Globe and Mail says vivid, punchy, 3.5 out of four. Wow. Does he get paid by the word for his review? He didn't get paid much. Adam Graham of Detroit News says it's a tale of right and wrong, greed, power, and corruption. This telling gets a lot of details right, but pulling away the bigger picture is left rather blurred. C plus that counts as rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. C plus is passing, Stephen. Yep. Well, what point do you say rotten? D. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't want to see a D movie. I, I wouldn't want to see this a, tomato I is. Want to eat a a, D tomato. I rate this tomato D. Take a bite. <laughs> John Anderson says. A lot of deals go down. A lot of deals go down and go bad in White Boy Rick, but the one that really goes awry is the one with the audience. <laughs> I'm patting myself on the back for that one. He's really clever, isn't he? And Lee Ellingson says White Boy Rick is as funny and fun as its marketing suggests, reveling in the swagger of a kid fearlessly slinging with criminals and cops alike until it's not. Oh, Ooh. Beth, a, a commando. Her name is a commando. Beth, a commando. I feel a bit concerned about how the film doesn't reflect the bigger picture of reality here in the U S. Okay. Like, uh, she's concerned about him. <laughs> yeah. She's concerned about him. <laughs> Jeffrey M. Anderson of common sense media says a gritty biopic starts well with fine casting and performances and vivid emotional bonds, but it eventually becomes a stern cautionary tale and sinks into a downbeat homeless, hopeless final act. I almost called it a homeless final act. Um, okay. I just thought of something there. <laughs> Johnny Oleksinski says, Watching this young man's life fall apart because of his destructive community and family is harrowing. 3.5 out of 4. Steven, I hope you have a fun time at that movie. <laughs> Stop it. It's going to be good. Right? Yep. I mean, it's getting good reviews. Mandy. Have you heard of this movie? Yes. The, the Nick Cage Project. Mandy's gonzo violence is fueled by a gripping performance by Nicolas Cage and anchored... And anchored with palpable emotion conveyed between his volcanic outbursts. 95% fresh, 88 fresh, 5 rotten. Okay. Pacific Northwest, 1983 AD. Outsiders Red Miller and Mandy Bloom lead a loving and peaceful existence when their pine-scented haven is savagely destroyed by a cult led by the sadistic Jeremiah Sand, Red is catapulted into a phantasmagoric journey filled with bloody vengeance and laced with fire. Wow. Directed by Panos Cosmatos. Nicolas Cage, Andrea Riesboro, Linus Roach, 
Ned Dennehy, Richard Brake. Okay. Joshua Rothkopf says of Time Out, Cosmatos needs you to be charitable towards his performances. Or, barring that, he needs you to be stoned. Many will oblige. <laughs> Three out of five. <laughs> Andrew Whalen of Newsweek says, Every shot is composed with a directorial conviction, heavy with hermetic knowledge and occult power. Fresh. Barry Hertz of Globe and Mail says, For those who think nothing of staying up past midnight to devour the strange and fantastic, it hits the sweetest of spots. 3.5 out of 4. Brian Tellerico says, There's a masterful version of this movie that runs notably shorter, but that doesn't mean there's not an unforgettable one the way it is right now. 3 out of 4. William Bibiani of The Rap says, If revenge films are a dime a dozen, then Mandy costs a bunch of dimes. The plot is straightforward, but visually, orally, symbolically, it's a heavy motion picture that may be a touch too much for some audiences to handle. Fresh. Bruce DeMara says, Displays some decent visual gimmickry, but shoots for mystical and epic, but ultimately feels labored and pointless. Two out of four. Two out of four, Stephen, that is. Average. Which would be passing, which yes. would be fresh. Robert Levin of AM New York says Mandy is the real deal. It's a disturbing expressionist harm picture. Okay, I gotta watch the trailer for this because I don't even know what this is. Have you watched it? I have seen this. You've seen this. What? Yes. You have? Yes. I swore I watched it with you. No. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. serpent's eye, strange and eternal. I need you to get me that girl I saw. Do you know what to do? Looks very special one. It's like something out of hell. I too am a special one. Let us be so very special together. So what are you going to do with that man? I'm going hunting. So what you hunting? Crazy evil. So weird. You think you're so in love? I'll show you love. Oh man, they wronged you. Ah! Ah! 
see the cosmic darkness. It glowed from within. Strange and eternal. seen i gotta admit that looks pretty special that looks that looks interesting steven wow all right shut up um <laughs> just like in the video it just keeps going but that looks crazy that looks like something we totally would have rented from blockbuster doesn't oh it? yeah totally. back in the day steven mandy nicholas cage let's check it Double out Double header with ticks <laughs> Yes, God, we need a uh, a uh, ticks double feature. In fact, let's do that. Let's watch ticks Mandy and, and watch Skeeter. Stephen, uh, before I wrap this up, there was one story I wanted to read because it was everywhere. Oh yeah, did you see it? Of course, of course. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to find the main one. Is Henry Cavill done playing Superman? That's right. Reports suggest he's hanging up. Don't you dare play this video. Reports suggest he's hanging up the cape for good. Aww. Is Henry Cavill out of Superman? <laughs> this is my favorite where it does it again. Yes. The British actor, 35. Wait, he's British? I yes. had no idea has kept silent on his status as the Man of Steel amid a report that the Hollywood Reporter on Wednesday that he would no longer portray the iconic superhero. A spokesperson for Warner Brothers tells people in a statement, while no decisions have been made regarding any upcoming Superman films, we've always had a great respect and a great relationship with Henry Cavill, and that remains unchanged. Cavill first portrayed Superman in Man of Steel and returned for Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice, we know that not telling us anything new now you're padding your story and the following year's justice league okay we knew that too both of which also starred ben affleck and gal gadot this guy's padding his story we know according to uh thr talks broke down between cavill and the studio for a cameo appearance appearance in the upcoming shazam entertainment weekly reported cavill isn't scheduled for any new superman films with an upcoming supergirl or origin movie the only title currently being worked on. Why are they making a Supergirl movie? Oh, Wonder Woman was successful. Make Supergirl. When Cavill hasn't spoken out about... While he hasn't spoken out, his manager, Danny Garcia, shared a tweet on Wednesday writing, Be peaceful. The cape is still in his closet. WB Pictures has been and continues to be our partners as they involve the DC Universe. Anticipate a WB statement later today. Okay, was there a statement later, later, Stephen? So naturally, uh, people came out immediately. Freaking out. Well, they were like, who else should play Superman? Oh, okay. But um, I couldn't read those. I just, I was just like, whatever. The This kind of movie stuff, when it breaks out, I just, I can't read it anymore. Unless it's on the show. <laughs> well, you Stephen. can't read it and take it seriously. Yeah, I mean, I was excited for The Predator. I'm not as excited, but I don't even know. What's the next movie coming out that we want to see? Christopher Robin? <laughs> 70. 70% fresh. Steven, are you one of those reviews on here? I should be. 
Now, uh, Solo is about to come out. A movie that we loved. We loved Solo. Yes. I loved it. You loved it. How many times did you see Solo? What did I say? Three? Three times. If you guys, if anybody out there didn't watch it because you just didn't know, weren't that interested, or, you know, I heard it wasn't that good. It didn't make any money. Just check it out. It's really good. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this about a freaking Star Wars movie. It's great. I think I will. I doubt I'll see Mandy in the theater, but I definitely want to watch it. Are you going to see it in the theater? Hells now, yeah. on October 5th, Stephen Venom comes out with Tom Hardy. Venom. I can't say I'm... I don't know what to think about this movie. I keep I seeing see commercials cry, for it. crying over the fact that it's PG-13. Yeah, yeah, that just came out, too. Let's see if we can reverse engineer this story, too. <laughs> Venom is officially rated PG-13, despite R-rated expectations. Tom Hardy's Venom may not be as violent as fans had hoped. Oh no, I'm upset, Steven. Although many fans had been hoping for an R-rated film, why were they hoping for anything is what I want to know. Sony's official page for the... Okay, it's a Venom movie. How can you not have Spider-Man? It doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, Sony's official page for the upcoming Venom confirms the movie is PG-13. The managing editor of Fandango tweeted that the reason could be that Sony is still hoping for Venom and still hoping Venom and Spider-Man might be able to square off at some point in the future. A scenario that would be more challenging, if not possible, impossible, (laughs) if Venom were released with an R rating. What are you talking about? Kids watch rated R movies. Fans may point to the success of both Logan and Deadpool... Why does this movie's R rating depend on a Spider-Man PG movie? I guess in the they'll think that if it comes out like a, the next Spider-Man has Venom in it, they're like, "Wait, who's he? I didn't get to see the movie. It's rated R." It's like, give me a break. By the time it comes out, the kids who are interested will be of age. Yeah, <laughs> fans. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> fans may point to the su- success of both Logan and Deadpool franchises as evidence that R-rated superhero movies can be embraced by critics and bring in money at the box office. But those films' producers were able to justify their ratings to 20th Century Fox with relatively small budgets for effects-heavy superhero movies and stars that were willing to take less as a front-end payment for the work. And the filmmakers didn't seem to be planning to link into the cinematic universes of their respective characters in any meaningful way. Whatever the reason for Venom's rating, plenty of films were able to pull off. It's so obvious that Venom is not only going to be very average. I don't know if it'll outright suck. It's... It won't be spectacular. A a great... I'm going to go ahead and predict that it will be very average, be not very good, and it won't make very much money. This is just... I like Tom Hardy. I don't know what the hell this is. I don't know why they made this movie. I honestly don't... Nothing about it excites me. So, okay, so Venom is is not a good guy. Venom's not interesting to me at all. He's a villain from Spider-Man, the comic book. That we later saw in Spider-Man 3, of course. So why does a villain warrant a a movie movie? of his own? I don't know. I don't Mm. know. Stupid. Mm. (laughs) Stupid. I don't understand. They just stop making dumb decisions. Sony. I mean, good God. You are S-T-O-O-P-I-D stupid. 
That's right. Well, Stephen, that's enough of that. What do you say we, uh, I'll see you on the flip side. What do you say about that, Stephen? Certainly. Thank you. Good night. Here all week, try the veal. And That's right, Stephen. We are done with this show. Dunzo. We're done. This was Entertainment Landfill News, episode 58. And also, we've been doing this show for 12 years, which is amazing. I wanted to give a shout out to my dad, who is probably, maybe, and maybe not. He left for England today. First, they went to New York, and then from New York, they went there. So he's probably not even there yet. He's probably still on the plane. But still, he's going to be in uh, England for what like time did he leave? two weeks. Uh, he left... I forgot what he said. It was very early this morning. I'm going to say like 7 a.m. or something. Uh, he may not have. He's not there yet, probably. What, two hours to New York? Two, they had three, a layover in New York for like three hours also. Oh, okay. So if you had a good layover, no. He's probably still Maybe. in the air. Maybe. He might be getting close. He's Yeah, but he's never left the country except, I think, Mexico. <laughs> you know. So he had to get, do all the passport stuff. Yeah, he did that a long time ago with the passport. Because I was like, you better get that shit taken care of. He's like, I am. Don't I, worry. I need to get mine. Are you going somewhere? No. Just, it makes it easy to travel. Yeah, definitely. Even if you're traveling within the United States? Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. I can go get, I can go get my uh, TSA number and all that stuff easier. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. I'm learning here, Stephen. Stephen, thank you so much for uh, joining me this evening. No problem. Thank you for having me. Um, Here's another chance to grab the Spider-Man PS4 bundle, Stephen. (gasps) If you haven't had any luck getting your web on the Spider-Man PS4 Pro, it's back in stock now at Urban Outfitters. What? What is Urban Outfitters, by the way? Is that, That's a clothing store, isn't it? We're sorry this product, product is no longer available. It's got to be at Best it Buy. Lied. Do you think it sold out at Best Buy yep, already? Yep, I just checked while we were on the f- earlier. Oh, shit. It's, it's sold out. What? How did I look out? I don't know. <laughs> Heather just said, check in the morning. I was just like, yeah, right. But they had it. I don't know why. The universe yeah, yeah. is like, anything, okay, let them Anything have it. local here. From here to my house to Ridgemar was sold out. There were like five stores that said they were sold out. Holy shit. And I think it said there was one on display in Garland. Uh, The whole display thing. Uh, But not available. On display, not available. It's like, hey, can I have this? No, it's a display. It's like, I will give you money to have this. You're in a business of taking money. Yeah. Selling things. No, no, you can't have it. It's open box. You can't have it. Son of a bitch. (laughs) You bastards. Aw. Thanks, Jessica. Well, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, I don't know what movies are coming up next. Uh, I'm going to keep playing Spider-Man when I can. White Boy Rick. White Boy Rick, yes. I'm going to go see that. (laughs) That's just, that's the guy we know. That's not a movie. Did you like that? What are you going to go do? You're going to go see White Boy Rick. What's he up to? (laughs) Yeah, what's that guy up to? (laughs) What's that fool been up to? I remember well, that guy. What's the difference to Christopher Robin? I'm going to go see Christopher Robin. 
Oh, that dude get... owes me money. <laughs> Good times. Uh, by the way, Emma, she, uh, we went and bought her Nino Cooney 2 the next day for, you know, it's funny. She goes, so what PS4 games do you have, Dad? And I was like, Uncharted 4, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn. She's like shaking her head like, I don't want any of those. I don't want to play any of those. And I was like, um, Mad Max. She's like, no. Uh, I was like, No Man's Sky. She's like, oh, I'll check that out. And so she played that for a little bit. She's like, what other games do you have? And I was like, let's just go get you a game tomorrow because I don't have very many Emma-friendly games. She was like, I'll play Spider-Man. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm playing that right now, okay? <laughs> you know, Hold your horses here. You know, I can see, Emma, are you done playing? Okay, let me have the disc back. And I come stick it here. I, that's what I find so stupid. Mm-hmm. I've downloaded it, but I still gotta have the stupid disc in to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Why? yeah. I don't, I don't understand that either. It should be like you can just go do do do. Okay, play that, and it pops up or whatever. Yeah. I know a lot of people they just buy the game outright online and download it too. Uh huh. Um, I have some games that are downloadable, but here's the thing. This is funny because I remember way back when I got my PS4. It was a Father's Day gift from Heather and Emma, and it was the the Last of Us came with the game. Like, you get a copy of Last of Us. So I was like, where is it? The game's not in here. It turns out it's a little download card. You card. type in the code, and you download it on your system. Yeah, that's, that's the Assassin's Creed that I have. Well, Emma was like, I'll play The Last of Us. I've always wanted to play that. And I go, well, that's a download. I don't actually have a physical copy of the game. You could sign in to my account. We could read, download it because I had her create a thing on there. And then you just play it as mine. She's like, I don't want to do that. And I was like, yeah, it's a big pain in the ass. So when I was thinking about this PS4 Pro Spider-Man edition, I hope it doesn't come with a code because then how can I share it with Emma and give her the game? It comes with a physical copy of the game. Thank God. And I was just like, oh, yes, it has a disc. Nice. (laughs) Because that whole code thing and download, I can see how it's kind of convenient, but also, it's just, I, like, I want well, like to be able to share here, it you with have, her. You've got two PS4s in this house, and you want to play it on either one. Mm-hmm. I so. did think about that. That would be fun, too, if I, like, am at school and I go in her room and play it or whatever. But uh, I had to make a decision. Like, is this hers or mine? Because if it's mine also... It's a 500 gigabyte hard drive, and I've got over 300 gigabytes of stored games on there. It's not really <laughs> fair to her. Like, I can't even put this game on. There's too much stuff. And I'm like, ah, I don't know what you're going to do. So I went ahead and just, I put everything on this one. So I deleted them in there. So uh-huh. it's like, just have it empty, and she can start from scratch um, and stuff like that. It's just a big old hard drive thing. I don't know. It's a big pain in the ass. Games are so big now. So if you buy a game, it's like going to be 50 to 60 gigabytes. That 500 gigabytes does not last long. The PS4 Pro has a terabyte, but I've already put the 300-something gigabytes from the other one on this one. It'll be used up in no time, you know. Uh, Red Dead Redemption comes out in October. And you got to think, man, back when we started playing games. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you just stick the cartridge in and hit play. 
Remember back then you needed save space, like a little memory card in the PlayStation or something? I have an old floppy disk game, The Dark Half, based on the Stephen King book. <laughs> That's funny. We have an old SpongeBob CD-ROM game. I remember that. But yeah, games have come a long way, Stephen. Some Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> leisure Suit Larry. Good times. <laughs> I think I played three. Leisure Suit Larry 3. Wow. Those games are hilarious. Good times. No, the new Tomb Raider came out, which I played the first two Tomb Raiders. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to have to buy that on PS4 because Emma's going to want to play that too. I said, by the time I get to Tomb Raider, you'll be playing Spider-Man or vice versa. If I'm not done with Spider-Man, she can play Tomb Raider first or whatever. But also, uh, I really want to play... I'm going to play Red Dead Redemption 2. It comes out on my freaking birthday. That's like, I must have this on my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I want. I'm pre-ordering it now. Now, as for the studio thing... I've been making a list of things I need and uh, money amounts and figuring out what my budget is. And also every week I'll see like certain things on sale. Like, Oh, that would be, and here's a funny thing. I was, uh, this is kind of funny, but uh, let's see if I can find this. There was a contest. It was a, you might want to enter this too, Steven. It's kind of fun. Celebrate the release of Solo, a Star Wars story in 4K Ultra HD on the Xbox One. It's a special Solo Xbox One X. (laughs) To celebrate the release of Solo, a Star Wars story, Lucasfilm and Xbox are excited to announce the Xbox One S X Solo Custom Console Sweepstakes. That's right. Buckle up for the ride of your life aboard the Millennium Falcon. Through a series of daring escapades, Han Solo befriends his mighty future co-pilot Chewbacca, forging a bond that will alter the fate of the galaxy in an epic action-adventure directed by Ron Howard and written by John and Lawrence Kasdan. Each custom console includes a physical copy of Solo A Star Wars Story on 4K Ultra HD. Enter now for your chance to win at SoloXboxSweeps.com from now until September 30th. Open to U.S. and Canadian people only. Excluding Quebec. Oh, those poor guys. Solo A Star Wars Story is available digitally in Microsoft Store. Okay, so it's a contest. I don't know how many they're giving away, but... uh, you know that lady in uh, Napoleon Dynamite? I want that. I did that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not exactly good looking. No, that's what I was thinking. It's not it, like the Spider-Man console. That's gorgeous. This well, is kind of like. Why did they make it look more like the Falcon? I don't know. It's kind of yellowish. It's weird. It's got like beige with yellow. And the Millennium Falcon is kind of white and blue. It's kind of. It's not exactly pretty uh the controller is ugly as sin but solo xbox one x free free (laughs) after the contest (laughs) but yeah you're right that is not a good looking console at all no that was my first thought i was like that's ugly why is it so ugly but i'll take it (laughs) i mean there's so much more you could have done with that I know. I would have made the body just look like the Millennium Falcon, like the top of it, the same kind of like with the little, you know, 
shapes Even and so panels and you... stuff and had a fake dish on the top or something. It's hideous. Let's admit it. It's just pretty ugly. Yeah. It, it looks like it's on Tatooine. It's like just all yellow and it's just terrible. I don't know what Xbox know. is doing compared... The Sony PlayStation, they have these consoles like that, a God of War edition and stuff. They're like, they put a lot of thought into it. Xbox, especially if, if they're not putting a lot of thought into especially them. if they were custom making a thousand of these, say, yeah. And you know, you, you make the case look special. Yeah. Look not special. Like this, I'm like, Ooh, shit. This is kind of like, ah, okay. <clears throat> and it says solo down the front. It's not exactly attractive, but. Hey, it's a rare edition. You're not gonna. Maybe it looks better in person. You maybe think? that's just a, a mock-up. It's not the finished thing. Yeah, maybe those colors are off. <clears throat> I'm hoping. Maybe that's not the real thing. Yeah. Yikes! <laughs> Everybody needs to check this out if you can. I had to just post this. Everybody who's listening should uh, enter this. Try to get a. Free Xbox One X Hopefully somebody, solo edition. Somebody gets one, they can show it. Yeah, and say, guys, this looks pretty hot, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you, Stephen, for joining me. It's been fun. It's been a fun 12-something years. 12 plus. I don't know what to say, man. It's We've been doing the show a long time, Stephen. Uh, I'm so thankful for all the people who have listened all this time. We've uh, met a lot of people doing this show, you know. Uh, of course, the Adamses, Adam mm-hmm. Sexton, Adam Howard, Ross Pony, Rick Lidster. Uh, Sean Uyoka. Sean Uyoka. I mean, God, so many. I shouldn't have started this because the people I can't, they're like, why isn't he saying my name? It's like, guys, it's so many. I just can't remember over them. But a lot of great people we've met over the years. Fantastic people. And it's been awesome. Has it not? It has. Nice, nice family. Nice. You got, uh, your, you got your list of uh, what? Uh, contributors? Yeah. The. Uh, patrons yes why don't we uh you haven't said their names in a while talk about the patrons yeah let's read off patrons steven we have done that in a while thank them officially again yes sir so steven uh white boy rick how's he doing he's be pretty good he's spent his life in prison wouldn't white boy rick from australia be good yes all right here we go (laughs) active patrons be sly Brandon, Darren Finland, Inertia Global Entertainment, Jessica Lowe, hey Jessica, John Waltz, Carl, Ken Proventure, Mark Anderson, love that guy, Mike Metcalf, yes, Nathina Lewis, Sean Uyoka, Steve Steinbach, and Smiley, love the Smiley. Thank you guys so much for being patrons and supporting the show. Thank all of you for listening to the show for all these years. Should we do another one next week? Maybe the week after? What have you? Figure it out. Steven, do you want to play Spider-Man? Are you excited? I'd like to play some Spider-Man. You have an Xbox One, right? I do have the Xbox. Have you thought about getting a PS4 for a while? Kind of on and off? I think back when I was getting the PS, uh, the Xbox One, I was debating. Like which one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, since I had the PS3, mm-hmm. I went with the Xbox. I was like, well, okay. 
That's why I, that was my decision. Did I mention that on the last show that I gave my PS3 to Vanessa? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she got the PS3 and she got an Xbox 360. So I hope her and her daughter enjoy So, Steven, that's solo, man. <laughs> Check that Some out. Some boxing. <laughs> I'm going to have to show a picture of that to people. But, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. What are you waiting for? Get out there, play some Spider-Man, go watch The Predator, uh, watch some, uh, um, uh, White Boy Rick. White Boy Rick. <laughs> Tell that guy we said hi. <laughs> if, you win the, if you win the solo thing, get your grandma to make a doily to cover it up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, here you go. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Can I have it without... Can I have a plain one, please? And <laughs> spray paint this black. <laughs> and we'll see it. Yeah, just primer it. <laughs> spray paint it. What are you guys waiting for? Do that stuff and we'll see you next time. Woohoo! Bye, Steven. See you later. It's a Unix system. I know this. Podcasting. Uh, Sorry, excuse me, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Cold.